And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Breaking news from The Athletic. This is Craig Custins from The Athletic, joined with my good friend Aaron Portsline to talk about big news coming from Columbus. John Davidson is back, and he's back on a five-year deal as the president of Hockey Operations Rejoining forces with Yarmo Kekalainen, who got a contract extension through the 2024-25 season. Aaron Portsline, um, I don't think anybody's surprised by this, but why do you think Columbus uh, thought it was necessary to to reunite these two guys? Yeah. Hey, Custy. So, hey. I mean, look, I've written stories since the season's been over, and just typing the list of things that the blue jackets are forced to confront this summer. Yes. It's overwhelming. And there's like five or six things that any of them by themselves would be a big deal for any team in a summer. Mm. I mean, huge issues, a, a coach, they have to hire a coach. John Tortorella is no longer here. They have got to figure out Seth Jones. They've, you know, they, what do they do with Patrick line? A? They're going to trade a goaltender. They're going to trade a goaltender. I mean, it, 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 these are massive decisions. So I, I think it's, it's really interesting to me how in 2012, when John Davidson first came to Columbus, this was an organization in crisis. Yes. And they needed him to sort of, they needed him to tell people it was going to be okay. Because frankly, nobody, the fan base wasn't believing anybody else when they said that. <laughs> and it's not... It's not in crisis mode right now, but there's there's so much trepidation among the, the fan base heading into the summer. And it it was feeling like it was too much for one person, any person to handle. I, I think this makes short term a ton of sense. And they trust John Davidson and his long term vision as well. So it, it just makes to me, it's a move that it was it was necessary, and I think they count themselves fortunate to be able to make it again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, the whole Rangers thing is its own. I don't want to say yeah. debacle, but whatever we want to call it, it was it was wild when it all happened. But I, I you know, you're right. I think Columbus wins here. My initial thought, though, I got to be honest, was like, how much is Yarmo Kekalainen loving this? Like, I feel like if you're bringing someone back in over the top and and um, not to say they don't work yeah. well together, but I was curious what your thoughts on that were. I think the answer to how much is he loving this is probably not. Yeah. Not loving yeah. this. Uh, and I think that's what the two years represent is the two-year extension probably represents the the club's attempt to say, you know, listen, we'll give you this. Mm. Because, you know, basically he's lost – he still has – obviously, he's the general manager. He has enormous say in the hockey operations of this club. 
but he's given up ultimate control of the roster, which is what he was when John, he became that when John Davidson left. So he's got his old boss back when he had assumed many of the old boss's duties. Mm. And so, you know, it's probably a little humbling as well. Um, But I think if you, if you step back from 500 feet and look at this franchise, 2019, they made the playoffs. They beat Tampa Bay. They gave Boston a hell of a push in the second round. That's the best season Columbus has ever had. Craig, they played 23 guys in those playoffs. Ten of them are still here. Hmm. And that includes Adam Clendenning and Scott Harrington, who are defensemen who don't play very often. Yeah, That is enormous turnover for a team that was really good. You expect in two years to look at Buffalo's roster and, and say, boy, they've changed a lot in two years. That's what's coming in to Buffalo. That was the, that was the mountaintop for Columbus. Mm. And that's how fast it's fallen, fallen here in Columbus. So they need something to stop the bleeding. Um, you wrote that great piece talking to a lot of former players a couple of weeks ago that was so insightful. What I loved about it wasn't like, hey, it's it's it was honest and it wasn't, like it was a trashing of the organization. It was like the, it just really felt genuine and um, fair. I, I don't know any other way to describe it. I thought the the Kekalainen stuff in there was interesting because he can be hard on the RFAs. We hear you hear that a lot. Um, when he has the hammer, he likes to use it. Yeah. Does John Davidson coming back balance that in some way in your mind? Well, I, you know John Davidson, Craig, from being around him so much. The guy carries a room. The mm. guy is a master uh, a communicator, master orator, Hall of Fame broadcaster. This guy knows how to communicate. He knows how to convey thoughts. I think Yarmo Kekalina, I think the organization as a whole, frankly, has struggled with that. I think there's been a breakdown between the front office and the players in terms of communication. I think sometimes they feel like they're at odds, which is not a healthy situation. Um, yeah, I, I think he can help there. This team has an optics issue and and Yarmo takes offense to this. He takes issue with it. And I understand that, but really you can mince, you can mince the decisions this way, that way. However, they've lost an enormous amount of talent here, Mm -hmm. enormous amount of talent, and they haven't replaced it. And so they were one of the worst teams in the league this year. And they've got some major decisions coming. Does John Davidson help them communicate more and better? Does he frame the discussion in a way that maybe the current hockey operations folks can't in a way that makes it less of a negotiation and more of a partnership with Seth Jones? Because this is what young players want today. Yeah. It doesn't have to be confrontational. That thing with the hammer Every every GM has a hammer. They don't talk about it a lot. It, it's a, you know what I mean. It's an implied hammer. It's not a physically present hammer. Mm. And I think that's of course they use it when they can. Most do. But I I think of some stuff just in the last couple of weeks. Brad Shaw, assistant coach Brad Shaw, is a really highly respected assistant coach in this league. He's not getting an interview for the head coaching job here while the other assistant, Brad Larson, is, uh-huh. right? 
Now, I guess you could you could pass the theory off that Bradshaw isn't going to be a candidate for the head coaching job, so we're not going to waste his time. But damn it, that's a respected coach who deserves that audience. Hmm. Deserves if you're going to make a clean break from your coaches and say we're going in a totally different direction, that's one thing. But to unintentionally even snub your nose at Brad Shaw on his way out the door. And I don't know if he feels this way or not, because I've not right. talked to him about it. Yeah. It, it that doesn't sit well with me. And I think there are people in the league that that I think it I don't think it sits well with them from a Blue Jackets perspective more than a Bradshaw perspective. I don't think it says bad things about Bradshaw. They know him. But mm. I, I just don't think you I, I think you have to look at the optics of a decision like that. And John Davidson, that's the sort of stuff he yes. sees five miles ahead of everybody else. Um, as you pointed out in the breaking news story, five of the six Blue Jackets playoff appearances have come under Kekalainen and as the GM. So I, 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 what's interesting to me, and you've seen this too, the, the stat, like the expectations have changed. It used to be like, Hey, let's get into the playoffs. Like, I, I think it's a sign of progress that we're dissecting uh, coaching interviews and, and RFAs versus like, why, what the heck is going on in Columbus? This is a disaster. Like the, 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 the expectations have raised, but also the success is raised like that. Like, and I think both of these guys get credit for that. Yeah. And this is a franchise at a crossroads right now, because yeah. I think after 2019, people were so elated to have won a playoff series. And then came last year where they ups, they upset, they beat Toronto in the qualifying round series mm -hmm. and lost to Tampa. No shame in that. Mm. But I think there are people here wondering like, when is it going to be that Columbus isn't fighting up a weight class? Like, Right. When are they not going to be the lovable underdog? For years, they were the lovable losers. Now they're the lovable underdogs. <laughs> right. They're the upstart that has a chance. The team you don't want to take for granted. All of these things. But when when do you get there? When do you become the hunter, the 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 top dog rather than the team that can surprise you? And they were close. They were really close yeah. in 2019. That was a hell of a team. Um, but they're a long way from that now. And so much hinges again on the Seth Jones decision. Is it reload? Yarmo Kekalainen has said reload. Yes. I don't think anyone believes that it's a quick turnaround if Seth Jones isn't part of it. Yes. Um, okay. All right. I, this is supposed to be a quick hit. So I don't want, I could talk about this yeah. stuff all day because it's fascinating to me. You say, when, when are they going to be? Not the lovable underdog. I think you could ask, can they be the favorite? You know, can Columbus, the Columbus Blue Jackets ever be, ever be a league power when there seems to be, the reality is there seems to be, for whatever reason, high-end players that don't want to play there. And I don't, I don't know that answer. They, so what you referenced the article we published a, a couple, few weeks ago now. It, I think it has to start with the draft. Nobody yeah. wants to hear that. I think they've got to draft their guy. And I think, I think the I think the organization has used the city, frankly, as a crutch. And the more I talk to people, mm. it's not the city. It's the organization. That's the problem. Mm. And they, they have to fix some things within the organization. They have to, they have to make things better. They may have to overpay in the short term. Mm -hmm. 
They may have, they got to draft the right people, grow the right people and hold on to them. I, again, Seth Jones is just such a test here. Mm. And this, this cannot be, this can't have the feel of an arbitration hearing or he's not signing. Like I would love at any point in my life with anything I do to have the leverage that you have <laughs> right now. It's incredible. Uh, I mean, first of all, he's an incredible player. Yes. Secondly, he's a wonderful person. He's the kind of person, if you're an owner, you, you feel comfortable giving him term and money because of the way that he carries himself. Yes. But like, if you're Pat Brisson, his agent, you have to use the fact, look at the flight out of Columbus here. Do yep. you want to stop this? Um, he just has so much power right now. I, he, I think they're hoping he's too kind to use it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see Unlikely. how that goes. <laughs> he's paid, he's 40, 47th highest paid defenseman in the league. Okay. Yeah. I, my suggestion is he's going to come out of this in the top five mm. paid, and he probably should. Awesome. Well, great work on this, Aaron. Uh, great catching up with you. Yeah. So much. Follow Aaron Portsland on Twitter. Follow him at the Athletic. There, it's it's these off seasons. Maybe not from a you know are a lot of fun. I think like there's going to be so much drama. So like so much to cover. If you're not subscribing to the Athletic, go to theathletic.com/slash/headlinepod and you can get in at three ninety nine per month to follow all of Aaron's work. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for joining our breaking cover- news coverage. And go to the Athletics headline section for much more on this story. And to hear more, ask your Google Assistant to play news from The Athletic. Thanks, Gusty. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.